0: There was a magician, a famous magician, who's still alive with us today, named James Randi. Now, when you think about magicians, you often think about, oh, some guy goes to a kid's birthday party, makes balloon animals. And then maybe you think about, hey, there's stage magicians like David Copperfield, they make the Statue of Liberty disappear. But there's also another type of magician, the type of magician who is willing to occasionally pull back the curtain. And they don't pull back the curtain all the time and they don't pull it back completely. But part of the fun of seeing them is they'll give you a little taste of how they do it. Think Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller, their whole shtick is I'm gonna do some magic and then I'm gonna reveal some hilarious gimmick that makes it all possible. They were on Saturday Night Live doing this incredible juggling routine. To the camera, it looked like they were defying gravity. At the end of the segment, the camera zooms out and it turns out that they are strapped by their feet, hanging upside down. Okay, James Randi is kind of in that vein of magician. He, yes, was a magician. He's an expert in the, the, the field and knows the history. But more than that, he will pull back the curtain for you in interesting ways. James Randi has also been an investigator of the supernatural. He used to be on TV, and he would have people come on who claimed they could do things like read minds or use telekinesis. And he would first have them test it. He would say, all right, do it right now, and they wouldn't be able to do it. And he would make these control tests. So for example, one person said they can move the page of a phone book with just my thoughts. And Randy, from his years in magic, knew that there was a trick where the page of a phone book is so light that by just waving your hand, the wind, the air will actually lift up the phone book page. So what did he do? He sprinkled um, like fuzz, dust, powder around the table, around the page, such that if the person did his wave, It would move all the dust and you would see the trick. So the guy goes on the show, he does it. He's all confident James Randi comes up and sprinkles the powder and he's no longer able to do it. James Randi, paranormal debunker, right? He did this for many years. And he finally got to the point where he said, listen, I want to do a million dollar challenge where I have this foundation that's agreed to put the money up. Listen, anybody can come and here's how it works. You and I will sit together. We will devise a test that we both agree on. I'm going to say, here's what I need to know. Here's what needs to happen for it to objectively be true. You, we have to sprinkle talcum powder. We have to put the fuzz around the notebook. Are you okay with this? And you both agree, you negotiate and you arrive on a test And James Ryan, he says, Hey, if this succeeds, I'll give you a million dollars. And you think, Hey, I can make this work. So far, no one's claimed a million dollars. Now, here's the thing. If you look at people um, who are interviewed, who just failed the million-dollar challenge, they don't say, I must have been wrong about this whole psychic thing. I guess I'm not psychic. No, they, they don't say that. What do they have? They have... A reason why? It, and well, you gotta understand when there's today. I just wasn't feeling the psychic energy, or hey, here's the thing: uh, the the doubting of James Randi made it made it impossible for my power to work. Right. They have they have a reason. Now, what is this? How does it apply? How does this apply to Christianity? Well, you know, one of my fundamental themes in this podcast is looking at apologetics that defend things that Christians don't believe and showing how the Christian apologetics kind of seem equally wrong. The Templeton Foundation. I don't know if you've heard of the Templeton Foundation. They are a a hugely funded Christian research group, meaning they're legit academics who happen to be Christian And they put out real research that secular people undertake to try and validate the the claims of Christianity. For example, they've done research that showed that, you know, being a Christian is good for community health, that kind of thing, right? They do legit sociological research. They did prayer research. They got a bunch of people. I think they, you know, something like they got 500 people in hospital, 500 people not in hospital, You know, then they assigned people to pray for half and not pray for the other half, and they didn't tell the patients; so they didn't know. Anyways, there was no difference. That was the point. The Templeton Foundation, this Christian thought thought tank, think tank, (laughs) um, was able to run this huge, very well done, academically, secularly, you know, run experiment, and they didn't find a difference in prayer. So what do Christian apologists do? Well, just like the psychic, they're, they're, they don't say, "Ah, oh, well, I, I'm wrong. Richard Swinburne, Christian apologist and a legit philosopher, says, well, you have to understand that, you know, when these people were praying for the sick people, they were just praying for the purposes of research. And it wasn't it wasn't real, genuine prayer. And, and that, you know, that's less likely. That's not really what prayer. Prayer is really coming to God and having a desire to help someone. And this was just just trying to, you know, prove a point. And so of course it wouldn't work. And you stop and you think, ah, like I, you know, I, I don't know. It just kind of seems like, it kind of just seemed like you got busted and now you just have to kind of, you know, desperately try and grab onto any possible explanation you can have. And that doesn't sound like a very good explanation. That just doesn't sound like a very good explanation. Let's take one more example here, which I think is a very difficult question, which is, all right, we have the New Testament. In the New Testament, Jesus heals people all the time. The apostles heal people all the time, right? And these healings are are not, they're not easy to fake. A guy who's blind his whole life suddenly sees, right? The lame walk, a a literal dead man is resurrected Lazarus. Deaf people hear for the first time in their lives, paralyzed people walk, right? Now, here's the question. Why is it that that doesn't happen today? Okay. And, And to clarify, what I'm really asking is like, I have never seen anything like that happen. I don't know anyone personally who has ever seen that happen. I don't even think I know anyone personally who knows anyone personally who's ever seen that happen. And the number of Christian friends I have is tremendous. Now, to be fair, you do generally get someone who knows someone who had a friend who was on a mission trip to Ethiopia. And there was this guy who was unconscious. And, you know, someone had taken a Red Cross course once and they said he has no pulse and they prayed and they prayed and then he came back to life. You know. Sure. Though I'm not discounting those but let's just ask a, a more pointed question here. Why haven't I or anyone I know experienced anything like that? Anything like a Jesus level, right? Blind seeing, deaf hearing, lame walking. Because it seems like if these things really did happen, God is the same God and God has the power to do it and doing it benefits him by convincing people that he exists and by just helping his people, it seems like he would do it. And so you have to kind of grapple with this question and it's difficult to come up with a response that doesn't sound like the response that the guy who just failed to make the page of the phone book turn would say. When a guy in James Rennie isn't able to tell which of these people has a, a dead mother, even though he claims he's a psychic, he's gonna have a response. And it's hard to come up with a response to this question of Christianity that doesn't sound very similar to that psychic's response. Because what can we say? We can say, well, you know, you got to understand that people today don't have as much faith as they used to. Well, you got to understand that. Listen, the people in this room, they they don't have as much faith. Well, you got to understand. Listen, uh, you know, healings do happen, just just not, not, to us. Well, you got to understand. My psychic power does work. It just it doesn't work here in front of a video audience. But I promise you, it works. I just did it, you know, last week to my neighbor. People do get healed, uh, you know, in Ethiopia, there's missions and this is happening everywhere. It, and it's just, it's a tough one. It really is a tough one. I don't know what the answer is. I, I just think it's another point of friction, another point of, uh, like it's, it's really, it's difficult. It's difficult to figure it out.